Hello, friends, and welcome to the very first episode of the Screaming Beaver podcast. I'm your host, Jason Jackson. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Wemet Farms Adventures in Vankley Kill. We took my daughter and her friends to Wemet Farms last Sunday afternoon, and they had a blast. They especially love the corn maze, the climbing wall, and the pedal tractors. We picked up some pumpkins from the pumpkin patch and brought them home to carve up. If you're looking for something fun to do with your family this fall, Wemet Farms is the place to be. My guest today is Hamish Cunning. We grew up together in the same town. Hamish was an outstanding athlete as a child and went on to play NCAA hockey. He is now a devoted parent of three, and we get into the then versus now debate. My quality of voice isn't the greatest on the recording. Uh, This is something we're hoping to fix going forward. I hope you still enjoy the podcast. How are you doing, Hamish? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. We'll see how this goes. Yes. Uh, so we've been friends for uh, for quite a while. I think uh, maybe Sunday school. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, going back probably four or five years old. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we had a pretty similar uh, childhood. You went to uh, Pleasant Corners uh, School and then and then BCI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate our childhood? I think our childhood was pretty good. Yeah. You know, good town. Good town. Lots of fun. Uh, so let's start with uh, Pleasant Corner School. Uh, we both went there. Uh, things were a little bit uh, different back then than, than they are now. Um, we played a lot of sports there. Yes, for sure. But, uh, you know, I've had three kids go through Pleasant Corners, and uh, it's definitely changed since... For yeah. sure. Uh, I know when I was there, we, we pretty much wanted everything. Uh, I don't know if uh, our gym teacher, Mr. McCollum, had kind of set that up that way. I, I always felt that uh, he kind of stacked the deck in our, our favors. <laughs> uh, was it the same when you went through? Did uh, did you dominate that uh, PCPS and all the sports? Oh, everything. Everything, yeah, yeah. I know there was soccer, basketball, track. Like, the dedication that the, that man put into that school was unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He's got a book coming out. Were you aware of that? Uh, yes, yeah, I, uh, I am aware. I think uh, I think I might have a little little bit in there too. Good. good. Yeah. What what kind of stuff did he ask you about? Uh, uh just growing up. Uh, you know, going to school there and high school and where I, where I went after high school with, with hockey and stuff and you know uh, you just asked for a little blurb and wrote him wrote them up something cool. That was it. Yeah, no, uh, for those of you who are not uh, aware, Mr. McCollum was our uh, gym teacher, and um, we had intramurals every lunch hour, and if you missed a game, he would hunt you down and find you. It didn't matter if you were in detention, he would come and make you feel about uh, two inches tall because you let your team down because you you got detention, and uh, not that I ever got detention, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I... It was a fine line for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he just expected he expected the best. Yes. Yes, he did. Always. Uh, did you have drafts when you got to grade seven? Oh, for sure. Yes. That That's still to this day one of the worst moments of my life. Uh, you were nervous going in? Uh, no. So he, he, he would bring up his top ten draft picks. The your, rankings. Yes, your rankings. 
So grade seven, you go to school the first day, you're sitting on the gym floor and he parades up his, his top 10 athletes and you got picked on to one of six teams. What team were you on? Blue Knight. You were a Blue Knight. I was a jock. And uh, so they would go through and they'd start picking and then he'd bring up his next five uh, top prospects and then you get down to the end and it's uh, the non-athletic kids that are sitting on the floor. So I look around, there's only three of us left. There's myself, Dale McDonald, who is a big lad. Uh, still quite a large lad. I think he's a power lifter now. And uh, Dooley. Uh, and Dooley, uh, for those of you who don't know him, not from Van McHill, uh, Dooley had some, uh, what do you call it, uh, physical challenges. Uh, he had some problems with his hips. He uh, was a little on the heavy side. Anyway, um, Dale McDonald went ahead of me in the uh, in the draft to uh, Marcus Horner in the uh, the forty tug of war was a sport. That's what that's what Horner told me afterwards. So, <laughs> Make uh, you feel better. <laughs> yeah, so I was the second last person picked in uh, in the uh, grade seven draft. So to the jocks, Jason Pocket saved me there. But oh, there you go. Yeah, and you know, and they they wouldn't be allowed to do that in today's world. Yeah, I know yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Anyways, it uh, put a chip on my shoulder for the rest of my uh, rest of my sports career, and uh, I like to think things uh, turned out a little bit better than than second last. So right, yeah, uh, it, it wasn't the worst pick uh, in our year because uh, Andrew Allen, who was touted to go first overall uh, to the 49ers, uh, Marcus Horner picked Chuck Cormack instead. <laughs> You know what? Chuck was a great cross-country runner. He was. He was. Yeah. And Andrew didn't go first, eh? No, no. It was much to Mr. McCollum's uh, dismay. Uh, Hamish was telling me he went first. <laughs> I was also ranked first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, It was good. Did you have any uh, any memorable highlights from PCPS? Or? You know what? It just, with the sports back then, I don't, I don't think the, in today's world, I don't think... The talent level is not there. I just think, you know, a lack of a gym teacher there, a full-time gym teacher, it really, you know, it plays a toll on the kids where they're trying to, they have teachers in there teaching gym who shouldn't be teaching gym, physical education. And they're trying to make it where everything's equal, where, you know, if you can kick hard, don't kick hard because you might hurt somebody. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. Mr. McCollum had everything set up so he would teach basketball in gym class, and then you do basketball at lunchtime in intramurals, and then if you're really good, you try to for the basketball team. And we went and played against Paul Sis and, yes. and kicked all their butts, and uh, you know it was uh, yeah, that's how it was. But now it's like you know you're holding kids back yeah. that are that can excel at sports. You know, and then you're making it not fun for them because they're getting frustrated because they have to sit off. Like, I don't know. In my mind, it's wrong, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, did you go anywhere for a grade eight trip or? You know what? We went to, uh, I think it was Mrs. Byers that actually organized my uh, grade eight trip. We went to Toronto to, uh, to go see Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. And you know what? I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See, I, I, would, I would go again. Uh, did any of your kids go on grade eight trips, or were they? <sighs> you know, I think Owen got to go on one where it was like a one or two night sleepover, and then I think it just cutbacks. It was like yeah. a day trip, like our our usual trips back then, where we go on like three or four a year. That was like their grade eight. Oh, okay, you know, big deal. 
And there's what 18 million forms to sign. Yeah, well, that's oh my god. Yeah, that's the big thing is insurance eh? and uh, and liability. We went to Camp Edfi for our uh, Camp Edfi. Camp Edfi. Yeah. 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 Well, a, my brother, my older brother's your age, so I remember all uh, yeah. all those stories too. Yeah, winter winter camping uh, trip to Camp Edfi, and uh, but for a few nights though. Yeah, yeah, we went three nights. We got to go skiing, and uh, there was a school there, so uh, there was a little bit of interaction between us and the. Uh, and the kids that were at the school. Um, so, yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, it was something to look forward to. Yes. And still talk about it to this day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, same with the intramurals, right? You you, you know who what. Oh. Yeah. You live by those teams. You ask yeah. anybody still. Yeah, they know who you are. You're a bomber, a jock, a 49er, a streaker, a red devil. Yeah. They had, you know what, they have it when uh, my, my oldest kid was there, and now they, they, it just went downhill like every year. Yeah, I was told that they can't force kids to do intramurals and that's uh, that's part of the, the problem. Pretty soon everybody's going to have to wear a helmet to go to school. <laughs> God. Well, face mask at least. <laughs> yeah, and, and a helmet. Yeah. So who was your favorite teacher at, uh, at Pleasant Corners? <sighs> favorite teacher at Pleasant Corners? Ooh. What the, I had a few uh, a few good ones. Uh, uh, Mr. Greer? He's my grade five, uh, grade five homeroom teacher. You know, he was a very, very good teacher. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was definitely uh, one of my favorite teachers for sure. Yeah. Did you have a thing called contraption? Oh my god, he dom- It was like Jeopardy. Yeah, dominated. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had to. It wasn't even. It wasn't wireless back then. There was a wire, wire like a hand thing. Yeah. So John John Rainey actually built that. Oh yeah. Yeah, Johnny. Light bulbs. There's light bulbs. Yeah. I always had the same. I was up in the corner and. Uh, and yeah, I remember Steve Beauchene and I uh, took on the entire class and and beat them. Oh, nice! Yeah, we we would dominate in uh, in uh, contraption. Yeah, uh, I was going to say Mr. Gregor. You know what? Mr. Gregor was another teacher. <laughs> I had him too. He was tough. Like he he was tough. He had a few a uh, few stories about back in Buckingham. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, he said it straight. Yeah. Yeah. He took me aside one day. He goes, "You know what? You're going to do very well, but your mouth is going to get you in trouble. So keep it quiet." That was his advice to me. <laughs> we, we had a, a rather large guy that had come from another school in our class. And I won't mention his name, but uh, he took him aside. Well, he didn't even take him aside. He was right in front of the whole class. He goes, <laughs> "Tommy stinks." <laughs> Told him, yeah. "You know what? It's sometimes." Should be told to people, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, he told them about deodorant. It's actually told to give the whole class the thing. He probably it. helped them out. Never again would he stink. Yeah, exactly. But you can't do that these days. No, I know, I know. You better be a little more nonchalant. Yeah. What about your high school days? Uh, how were they? I you know what. Like uh, I loved going to school. High school, small town, BCI. Yeah, it was great. You know, I think uh, I think grade thirteen is something that uh, students these days really miss. I think we're we're sending them off a little bit too early, but uh, again, my opinion. But yeah, I know I agree uh, completely. I, I blame grade thirteen for the downfall of the Glengarry Soccer League. Yeah, uh, I mean, you look back when we had grade thirteen. Um, I think at the peak there was maybe eight or nine senior men's teams. Yeah, uh, nobody played U six. Like you got out of U sixteen soccer and you went straight to senior men's and. Uh, and you had a team to come back to after first year of university, like you were playing yeah. senior men in high school. And the teams probably uh, wouldn't stack up to today's teams, but you had a more successful league, right? Yeah. What do you, it's even everything, like all the leagues where you have 
you have kids at that age where, you know, they're looking for stuff to do because they're kind of in between, you know, going out and, you know, or, or staying at home and doing nothing where they have something to do at that age. Yeah. Where it's whether ball hockey or. Well, exactly. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about ball hockey. Like, like that was our, our summers two uh, oh, yeah. two nights a week. Two know. nights a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not just one, like Tuesday and Thursday, like. Tuesday, Thursday. Three different time slots. And, and, and the, the stands would be, you know, you would have as many people at our ball hockey games as the junior seed get at their oh, games. Yeah. You know, like, it was intense. Yes. No, it was a ba- battle. Battle. And, and you Battlefield had, out there. Your shins. You, you had your same teams all the years we ever played. The, the, teams would, uh, the teams would change, but you'd have your young guys that were in high school and that were not very good. So when I was there, it was uh, Wandland Farms. Yeah. And then you had your well, older. We, we pumped them. Oh yeah. Well, I was on the team. We, <laughs> we pumped. We pumped you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember on Wanderland Farms, uh, we had two lines, and we played Bungie. I don't know if you were on Bungie at the time, Mm-mm. but they, uh, they Win- Windsor Tavern. You were on the Windsor Tavern. So the Bungie team, uh, those were all the college guys, and uh, they only had four players. Joey Kelly was was playing nets with no equipment on. And I think they beat us eleven nothing. <laughs> yeah, they had McGillis on that team. They had, yeah, they had McGillis, Horner. Uh, it was pretty, pretty. It was, it was a solid. Was, we played them in the playoffs my first year, and we we beat them like one game. Uh, it was the big, it was the big article in the review <laughs> that week, you know. Yeah, the Vanderbilt uh, ball hockey league. Yeah, and then and then you had your older guys like uh, Mark Mahan, Norm Sovey. Those guys would would have been uh, Jalenau or Jalenau too. So know. I think the team was Sun Life. Back Sun Life, then. yeah, and they were the older guys yeah, who get could, mad, who could beat everybody except for the Bungie team. Like they'd have a yeah. good game against them. Uh, they would be in like full armor gear too. I remember, yeah, full shin pads above the knees. Uh, and then you had your guys from Harrington come down, just wanted to fight. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a few scraps too. Oh, I was pretty tiny back then. I, I wasn't moving too much to those guys. No, they're no. tough. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, remember the year they had the guys from behind the conduct fried chicken? <laughs> oh yes, yes, they were actually the ghosts. Uh, in the, wasn't it the ghost in the Bermuda shorts? Oh, well, he had the, he had bunnies, killer bunnies yes. on his, on his uh, boxer shorts. And he could play though. Yeah. Joe Soro played for that team. It was, uh, I think it was the James Street All-Stars or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite the league. But anyways, it, it's too bad that, uh, that the ball hockey's kind of fallen, uh. Yeah. Fallen There's something else where yeah. it's just, I don't know, just to get him out of the house and have him do something. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so VCI, do you got a favorite teacher or? Uh? Oh, VCI. Let's go. Uh, you know what? He's a very eccentric teacher. I would go with Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. Yeah. Remember Mr. Potter? Yeah, the English teacher. I think he taught my mother too. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know what? Mr. Gregor taught my mother too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, you know, he didn't hold anything back. Nope. No, if he didn't like you, like he would tell you or ridicule you in front of the whole <laughs> class. You had a zit on your nose. He'd be like, oh, can you read that? Uh, can you read that paper? Is it zit getting in your way? Like, he'd be so offside these days. But, yeah, yeah, you know, no. but he was a good teacher. Oh, yeah. I remember, you know what? I got a story. I got a story right. about Mr. Potter. All right, let's hear it. I remember one night, it was like a, it was a Thursday night, all you can drink. Remember the love me? Mm-hmm. Did you ever go there? Anyways, it was an all-you-can-drink. I went out with a couple of buddies. And for some reason, it was like 10 bucks all you could drink. For some reason, I thought it would be a great idea to drink like Caesars all night. Like Caesars, it's okay for like a morning drink. But oh, 
must have had 10 to 15 of these. And then me being a tough guy, I got home, I don't know, three, four. But we had to, we had class the next day, it was Friday. So I'm like, oh, I can do it. So I go to class and we get speeches. But I knew all I had to do was sit there. It wasn't my speech day. So I'm sitting in the middle of a speech and I feel like I'm sweating at this point. I'm swallowing. I'm like, I can swear on the show, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm going to puke. So I'm like swallowing. I was middle of speech. I'm like, finally, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was going to puke. So I get up out of the class into the bathroom right in front of the gaff. Like, it was in, in the bathroom. So I waited until the class was over. I go back in. He's there waiting for me, staring at me. Don't you ever leave my class without asking again. And look at him. I'm like, I'm sorry, Mr. Potter. I was just feeling a little underneath the weather. Like, I had to, I had to go to the bathroom. He looks at me and says, why don't you go home and take a shot of Crown and go to bed? I look at him. I think I've had enough, sir. <laughs> and that was it. Never said anything more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. He would he would disappear in the middle of the class and go up and smoke cigarettes. Oh, I just rip a dart. Yeah, up at the corner at the uh, slobs. Three puffs, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, Mr. Potter. God rest his soul. Yeah, 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 he passed away. Yeah, uh, I'd have to go with uh, with Mr. Vedan for my favorite teacher. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, a lot of my best childhood memories. Uh, Bob Vedan was uh, right there. Trips to Australia. Basketball uh, tournaments. Uh, he was my hockey coach every second year. Yeah, and Jeff would catch up to me, and uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. Great, great gym teacher too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things were organized. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They didn't jump all over the place. Uh, where you're playing dodgeball one day, basketball the next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pickleball the next day. Like things are, you know. Organized. But he, but you know what though, he got students from you know even PCPS who were like. Finely tuned athletes at that time. Yeah. From Mr. McConnell. Yeah. Exactly. Like, not taking away anything from Mr. Van I'm just saying nowadays, like, they get there and they're like, they can't even dribble the basketball. Yeah. You know? That's, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, our basketball program at, at VCI was phenomenal because you had products of Sid McCollum coming out of it. Oh, yeah. 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 You were at a certain level, uh, you know. That's something we're trying to uh, do. I, I run a, a sports club here in town, and uh, we're trying to bring some of that back. Uh, we won't be able to bring it back to the same level that uh, Mr. McCollum has, but um, trying to get kids uh, the, the basics. You know, we focus on uh, on basketball for a month, and then we go to a different sport. And yeah, uh, but, but but that's a lot of time of the year, hands too. Like. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing it. I feel it's important, and uh, I realize that my kids can't. Uh, they won't get it unless yeah, you do do it. That's right. And they won't be able to, even if I do it for them, they need a whole bunch of people to play with. You know, one person doesn't make a team. So I need right. to coach up enough kids that I can actually have a have a team for Haley and uh, Piper to play on. Yeah. So I, I started... Good on you. <laughs> I, I started early with uh, with Haley at Pleasant Corners. I, I lobbied for her to get the tryout for... Uh, for some of the teams, and I initially got told, well, what if we have to cut her? Because she was too young, but I'm like, well, go ahead and cut her. Yeah, I don't think that would be an issue, right? Well, talent-wise? No, it wasn't going to be an issue, but I still, if, it's just the attitude of, of, we can't cut any kids. I'm like, well, oh, trust me, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And you know what, it's not, and it's not the teacher's fault, don't get me wrong, I got friends who are teachers there, and they're very dedicated, This, but sometimes their hands are tied, too. Yeah. yeah. Where are they going to take everybody, no matter, regardless of... Talent level, you know, just because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or, uh, yeah, 
But you're not really preparing kids for the real world. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So anyways, let's get into to parenting. Uh, you've got uh, you've got two wonderful kids and, and Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Garrett. <laughs> I'm joking, Garrett. If you are listening to this, oh, you're a yeah. great kid. He, he is a good kid. A lot of people say he's a lot like me. So yeah, yeah. takes a lot of flack sometimes. So, uh, so what do you think the differences are now between uh, when we were growing up and... It's, uh, you know what? I think a lot of it is just like entitlement where they think some parents might think that their kids you know it's never their fault maybe like or they think that their kid's an all-star and going to be an all-star and, and that's the way they're going to treat it or they can't see the real picture i guess yeah i've been trying to i've been trying to narrow down where it all went wrong you know like like how did we get here from from where we were you know what And I blame, like, a lot of it around here is hockey. Yeah. And it's all, like, the different levels, and it's so much, like, you know, if I'm playing this level, I'm this much better, and, like, it's just, from what, it's it's, it's so different from when I played versus today. Yeah. Where even AAA, let's take AAA, for instance. AAA back when I played, it was strictly a summer league. Right. And it was the very best of the winter leagues, handpicked, that's yeah. it. Nowadays, you know, if you have 650 bucks, 700 bucks, you can play AAA, you pay it, you get two products a week, you get three tournaments, you got a jacket that says AAA, you got your name on it, like, and my kid plays AAA. Yeah, the summer, the summer AAA. Yeah, and they tear it, they tear tier one, tier two, tier three, yeah. like, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I think the AAA hockey, we'll get to the, the hockey in a little bit there, but um, I think AAA really killed it in our area for the small towns. But Yeah, um, but, but even like, take, take hockey out of it, where even like, see track and field, like they're in the track meet and, you know, if my kid comes home with the ribbon, it's like 10th place. Like, <laughs> who the fuck is a 10th place ribbon? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, what is exactly. that teaching them? Exactly. Like, okay, no matter no matter what, like, yeah, you're gonna get a ribbon. So uh, I'm the uh, I'm the rep at um, for the Hearts in Ottawa. Uh, so the Hearts are our local uh, competitive soccer team, and so I get to the Ottawa meeting, and they want to uh, put back in medals for second place. And I'm like, well, why are you giving medals out for second place? Well, they made it all the way to the finals, and I'm like, well. They probably should have won if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the lady looks at me. And she's like, "I can't believe you just said that." I'm like, "Lady, this we've only been here for five minutes. Wait till they hear the rest of the stuff I'm about to say." <laughs> like, <laughs> like teach them to put in the extra effort in order to get the medal. Yeah, well, I mean, if you walk home, if you go home with the medal and you finish second, like, what's the incentive to go back Correct. the next year and win it? Like, I agree. You know, like if you're always going to get a medal, it's uh, yeah. like I always wanted to be the best, whether it was in. Like you know, soccer, science, math, yes. hockey, but I didn't need to be pushed like even from my parents. Like I just wanted to be the best. Yeah, you know, like I didn't want a tenth place, and I, you know what, and I wouldn't be okay with a tenth place. Exactly. I tell my I tell my kids to, every morning when they leave uh, the house, I said, make sure you go and win today. Yeah, and and they were 
or they'd start asking, well, win what? I'm like, win everything. <laughs> yes. It doesn't and matter what it is. It doesn't matter if the other person doesn't even know they're competing. You make sure you win. Or at the very least, if they can't win, you give it your all in order to try and win. Yeah. Like, don't right. settle and like, you know what? This, this kid's better than me. Yeah, I'm not going to win anyways. No, yeah. Whatever. I'm going to get a ribbon for 10. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I think maybe that has a lot to do with it. And even like parents... You know, just thinking maybe their kids are not, they're ahead of where they really are, you know, and not accepting that, you know, maybe they're not the best. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so going back to Pleasant Corners, uh, when you were there, you won the best boy athlete, I assume. From I did. Yeah, I did in uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Well, I think it was the Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And what about, uh, what about Owen? Did Owen uh, pick that up? Owen was nominated for it. He did not, uh, he did not win it. He was nominated. Oh. Sage actually, Sage won the, uh, Sage won the best girl athlete in uh, Burwash. The Burwash trophy. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, what happened with, uh, with Garrett? Oh. Don't get me started on this one. <laughs> I want to get you started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, oh, so, yeah, that was last year where I guess COVID, you know, basically in March, they, they stopped attending live classes, you know. So anyways, they had a graduation. So Garrett's been looking for, looking forward to this award for a long time. Yes. He's really, you know, he was good at PCPS sports, you know, Owen Watt winning, he was nominated. Sage won it, so Garrett's Garrett, and Garrett's not as good in school as the other two so far. So far in high school, he's doing really well. Okay, good. So, so he was looking to win this. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm watching the virtual grad. We're going through all the awards. You know, you got the, the science, the math. You know, French is a second language. You know, whatever the French. So then, like, the next thing you know, like, it's it's ended, and there's no. Best girl, there's no, you know, top girl athlete, there's no top male athlete. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, so I'm like, I, you know, so after I'm like, wait, did they forget? Like, <laughs> like, like, you just can't skip a year, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been every year since, like, I don't know, I mean, 40 years? Yeah. So anyways, so I look into it and I guess the, the, the reason that I got was, well, because it wasn't a, uh, a full year, you know, of all the sports that they couldn't give it out. I think that myself, I'm like, well, you know, a full year of fucking math, but you gave the math trophy out. Exactly. Like, what if you're brutal and, you know, subtraction, yeah. and division <laughs> in the second half, like, you know, it's the same thing as fucking track and, uh, you know, yeah. dodgeball, you didn't get those, but you dominated the first two. I'm like, yeah. so you just flat out don't give these trophies out? Like, I'm like, oh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there some con- uh, controversy at uh, Sage's grad too, like the... Uh, they would only give uh, one trophy out to a kid. They wouldn't give them multiple trophies or something. Or yeah, like they share it. They sh- they should. They don't want to make anybody feel bad, so they spread it out. I'm like, uh, oh god! Like back in my day, if you had a guy dominate or a girl dominate, they win five. Yeah, you won five. You deserve five. You get five. Yeah, Haley was all uh, all proud for uh, for Sage because she said uh, Sage's name's going to be on my trophy. She's already pinned herself. See <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine when she gets there, like they don't give it out? Yeah. She'll be, she'll be pissed. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, no, they shared it. Even Sage won it with him. Like, they, they shared the trophy. Like, not even just one winner, they shared it. Okay. Well, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. 15th place, here's your trophy. Yeah. Great. So, what's high school life uh, like for the kids? Are they uh, similar to what we did, or things change now? 
You know what? It, it has changed a bit where I feel that like technology and electronics and gaming is just, it's the next level compared to what we had. You know, everything's online now. Yeah. Where they're, you know, they're playing with their friends, but they're playing, you know, in front of their monitor, you know, and gaming. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, I call Owen Leroy Jenkins. You know, there's, there's <laughs> a skit. If you ever look up Leroy Jenkins, it's anyway listing. You know, some gamer. Yeah. Uh, when he gets out of control, I call him Leroy Jenkins. Uh. Oh, yeah. But that, you know, it, back in our day, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you had more stuff to do, like, ball hockey or, like, basketball, it's, like, Soccer. extracurriculars, anything yeah. to get out. Or even, like, to go to, like, you know, bars, if, if you're of age, of course, yeah. you know, <laughs> to uh, to go out there. But it, it's, it's a different... Uh, it's a different world, you know? So do they go at the bars now? Like, is Owen going to bars or? <laughs> Complete the fifth now. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, I hope he, I hope if he does, he's responsible. And, uh, you know, I always, uh, I always stress that no matter what, you know, so you never, uh, ever get into it. Yeah. So when we were kids, stuff, you know? yeah, when we were kids, we had the, uh, the long suit. Which, right. Which was like a dive bar, uh, across the border in Grenville. And, uh, what was the old lady's name? Madame Dubois. Yeah. She would say. Madame Dubois and Nat. Yeah. So Madame Dubois would sit in the corner with her police scanner. <laughs> oh, yeah. And listen to see. Just if waiting. The, yeah. Waiting to see if the cops are coming. And then, uh, she'd kick all the underage kids out of the bar and send them home. Yeah. I think she used to drink, uh, like half and half. I think it was X and tomato juice. Oh. Like it was just like, oh, yeah. She sat in there. I used to go there underage for years. And then finally I turned 18. Showed my real ID, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. One time I ordered a pork tongue there off of Nat. Nat used to be the, uh, the waitress, the, the bar, bartender for me. Yeah. And I ordered pork tongue, and she puked right after outside after serving it to me. Oh. Very salty. <laughs> but I took it down. It was uh, it was a tiny little place with a pool table, a couple of uh, tables, and... Uh, you know, there wasn't there wasn't much to it. You know, used to be... Uh, on Friday nights, it was... Uh, Long Sue Plaisir. Yeah. And then Saturday nights was Long Sue Love Me. Love Me, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that Plaisir is still open. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Love Me is someone's house now. They've turned it into a house. Yes. I heard there were bodies buried in the basement there. I did, I did not hear that. <laughs> not hear that. I, I, uh, I think my mom told me that. that uh, the bodies buried or... People getting, people getting buried. <laughs> <laughs> no, that they had found bodies uh, buried in the basement of that house. Uh, my, my mom lived just uh, down the road from there. And, oh, really? And that, yeah. So oh, jeez. She, uh, she, maybe mob know. tied or something? Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look that up. It would be a topic for another episode. There, there, there you go. I, I do not know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll switch over to hockey uh, now. Uh, so where'd you play your minor hockey? You know what? I started off when I was like, I'd say four in Vancouver Kill. Okay. So I played, uh, I think back then, I, they changed all the levels now. What was the, it used to be called Mosquito, but then it was called Timbits. Yeah. Uh, Timbits. And now it's, is it still Timbits? Yeah. Or Initiation. Initiation. That's yeah. it. So it, and now it's you something maybe still? Oh yeah, because of you the can't defensive. Defensive things too. Yeah, like midget, Kiwis and midgets, midgets. Yeah. Right. Where they had to change the name. Adams. Right. Adam. Because, you know, you know, piss off those science people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So, anyways, I played the, uh, I think the first couple, of, first four or five years here. And then the first year that it was uh, competitive was available to me. I uh, I played competitive for the next 
six up until I played junior. Okay, so where were you, was that the South Nation, Nation Chiefs? You know what? Back then, it used to be it used to be South Nation Chiefs, but I never when I went it switched to uh, Cumberland Barons, yeah. which was Double A at Double that a. time, which was the highest you could play at that time because Triple A in the winter didn't exist. Okay. Did you uh, did you ever play with anyone who made it anywhere or? Uh, from back then, uh, in my double days? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of them would have played, like, OHL okay. stuff, I think. For D1, like, I played D1, but I, I don't know if there's anybody on my team that actually went D1. Like, I know Derek DeVal played with, uh, Derek Ryan. Had a pretty good NHL career there. Yeah. No, I, well, what the G, I think they're the GM of Barry right now. I used to play with him, uh, probably Jason Ford. Good guy. Yeah, so like that's something that I think is uh, is killing minor hockey right now. Um, so when we were kids, we had two years of say, let's take uh, Pee Wee. There was Pee Wee Major Double A, Pee Wee Minor Double A, right? And then you had PGL, which was your con- you know what, which is the way it should be. Still. Yeah, yeah. PGL and Nation and Nation, which was your house league. Yeah, so, and they had lots of kids in order to support right exactly. a small town minor hockey association. Yeah, so basically we were supporting four teams. Yeah. So now you've got uh, major and minor uh, AAA, whatever the yeah the wild. Yeah. And then you have major and minor Cobras, which is Double A, and now we have major and minor. Uh, Rep B. Oh, yeah. And then you get to your house uh, teams in Vancouver Hill, and there's hardly any kids left it's a, it's over. A, it's out of control. Yeah. Like I said, everyone gets a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, we were at a minor hockey meeting, and Jackie Bernard, Bernard, whatever her name is, uh, <laughs> she, she was the president of our uh, District 3 minor hockey. And Bernard. Bernard, yeah. She was arguing with Danny McGill, uh, not Danny McGill, Danny Muir, that the Rep B hockey today is stronger than the PGL uh, league was from when we were kids. No, fine. No. I mean, we had we had guys that went to the NHL who played... Man Nation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's no way that, that it was... Uh, yeah. It, 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 the fact that they brought AAA in... So back when I, when I played, it was double A. But if you wanted to play triple A tournaments, like if your team, if your double A team was good enough, you know, you entered triple A tournaments in Toronto yeah. based off of population size. Yeah. So they have to expand the area. So now if they made a triple A team, but you have to travel so far because they have to expand in order to get the, the population. Yeah. Like have a double A team, you know, and the, we used to have Orleans and Cumberland with us here, like in Prescott Russell. Yeah. So I mean, like 80% of, the teams that I played with were like Orleans kids or Cumberland kids. Yeah. Maybe you have one from Tanzador, one from Vancouver, one from Oxford. Maybe one from Oxford. They yeah. usually like to enter their own teams in Oxford. And yeah. Play with themselves. But, but, but then it forced, and there was no rep B teams. So you force all the kids, you know, you don't force them, but they're playing where they should be playing. Yeah. Back in their house, you know, their, their home division. Yeah. So you're playing B hockey. You don't have to travel. No. An hour, like- well, you're keeping more kids in it where, you know, parents aren't, you know, putting their kids in because it costs too much money when they want to play with their buddies here and here. Everybody's playing in Vancouver Kill yeah. or Hawkesbury and you're having one or two practices a week. Yeah. Everybody's playing with their buddies. It's fun. And if you're really good, you're fucking playing double A. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my my issue. I know there's there's people who disagree with... Uh, and of course, because their kids are making the team. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, uh, you know, you're, you're traveling to Castleman or Rockland to play rugby 
And then to go to games, you got to travel to the other side of Ottawa oh, yeah. for a game at seven o'clock on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, but the real issue is with the amount of kids that's left over at the house level, they can't tier that system because you can't make two teams. So you have people, you know, who are, who are trying to learn how to play hockey and other people who are good. Yeah. You know, and just don't want to put in the, the, then, the traveling. And then you're frustrated with pl- trying to, you know, have practices where somebody can't catch a pass and somebody's, you know, deking everybody out. Yeah. Like you just don't have the kids to do it. Yeah. So you're combining organizations now, Hawksbury, Frank the Kill. Yeah. So I've been pushing for years, uh, probably for the last four or five years for us to join District 2. So District 2 is Alexandria, Cornwall, Charlene, um, Williamstown, or no, that is Charlene, uh, Maxville. Like a forum, like basically. Yeah. So, so the, the travel is actually less, uh, than traveling. This was when we were playing against Cumberland. So every second one of our away games was in Cumberland at Ray Freel. Oh, yeah. I, li- uh, I live there Sunday night. Yeah. So, so you would actually travel less. Their, um, rep teams are a minor major combined team. So they only have one, like, right. like when we were kids, our, the PGL it was minor, minor major combined to make one team. Right. And, uh, so that's how their rep teams are, are set up. And that way you would be able to have rep for the rep kids in our area rather than having to drive all the way to Rockland or Castman. Um, and they don't have, um, really city teams. Like for, for me, Castleman, uh, Embram, Rockland, those are all city teams now. Like the, right. the average household income in Rockland is, is like $95,000. And in Vanderfield Hawkesbury, the average household income is lowest in Canada, like fifty-two thousand. Thank so, you, thank you, Hawkesbury. Yes. So just <laughs> just because Hawkesbury has ten thousand people in it, they don't have ten thousand people who can afford to play hockey. Uh, so, I love Hawkesbury. I take it back. Um, so it, it's uh, it, it makes it very difficult. Whereas uh, Alexandria would have similar problems that that we would have, and uh, so when you go to vote on something at the district level, you kind of have a foot to stand on. Everybody else has the same sort of problems. Yeah. Yeah, But anyways, that's here nor there. I don't think, I think my daughters are, uh, or Haley's going to play uh, girls hockey next year anyway. So I'll be complaining about that (laughs) instead. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, even with, with kids hockey these days, I, I, it's just like one sport, you know, the parents are putting them in, hockey year round now yeah like it's just like put them in something else yeah exactly like you know, if they're if, if they're that good you know they're, they're gonna be that good yeah yeah mark Mahan told me that he's like uh, if you want your kid to be a good hockey player put them in something else in the yeah. summer and, and give them the summer off don't yeah. have them playing hockey uh, 12 yeah. months a year that's it give them a break yeah mark my hand for people who don't know uh it's from Vancouver Hill. He played pro hockey in uh, Europe. Uh, he was a coach of the Japanese national team. He's a GM in Germany now, I believe. Or yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I'm not sure. And he, and he played for uh, Sun Life Ball Hockey. Uh, he did play for Sun Life. <laughs> he played for the Hawksbury Hawks. Played for Concordia. He, he knows his hockey. So yeah. I'll take his word. If I should not be putting my kids in hockey uh, 12 months a year, I, I won't do it. Uh, so you. You coached the, uh, the Hawksbury Hawks a little bit? Yeah, yeah. A few years ago, I was assistant coach for them for, I'd say, four years. Maybe. Has it changed? Uh, has junior hockey changed much since you, you were know there? You know what? Like, yeah. It, you know what? It, ha- it has. Like, yeah. it's, it's more it's more of a business now. Okay. Where when I played, it was, uh, you know, you didn't have to pay to play. Like, right. 
you know, but, you know, things are a lot more expensive now, too. Like, I used to use, you know, coho wood sticks, yeah. you know, that were, you know, 20 bucks, maybe 15, 20 bucks. But now, you know, you, you know, sticks are 300 plus. Yeah. So, you know, I guess some things, you know, have to be justified in order to pay and to cover some of the costs. But uh, I, I, I feel like it's becoming more of a, uh, maybe a rich man's sport at the junior level. Yeah. Where it's kind of like skiing, like skiing's, you know, it's expensive too. And now junior hockey, it's expensive where a lot of the recruiting, you're, you're recruiting kids out of the States who went to prep school or used to paying like 20000 a year. And they come up here and like, oh, it's only going to cost you, I don't know, five to eight. And they're like, oh, yeah, what, what, is, what a deal, you know? Yeah. Back then, I mean, you know, I used to get gas money, and, you know, <laughs> to go to practice. Exactly. Um, are they, uh, school-wise, are they into school, these hockey no, players? Like hardly or? any of them. Like, they're, they're signing older kids where they're already done because there's no grade 13 anymore. Yeah. So these kids are, uh, they're done playing, and they're just hoping to get a, a full ride, full athletic scholarship to the States, so they're going to play out their, their 19 and 20. But, you know, they, uh, they work out. They practice every day. Play, uh, play they're, NHL. They're, uh, they're in the NHL they're, twenty-one. They're, they're gaming a lot, and uh, they're they're in great shape. And you know what? It's it's fast hockey. Like they're in a lot better shape than I ever was playing. You yeah, know? like it's quick. It's it's not as physical as it used to be. Uh, no, it's not. And the fighting's way down too. Yeah, but uh, it's fast though. Yeah, like. And they're signing, they sign more kids where there's like healthy scratches. I don't think there was healthy scratches back when I was playing. I think you just, you know, you had, you know, your four lines, your 60, your two goalies. And, and I think that was it. Yeah. Now, like, that, you know, you have a full line in the stands. You got an extra D in the stands. And when you have everybody healthy, that's, it's not, it's, you know, it's tough on a GM or a coach yeah. to, uh, to keep everyone happy, when, especially when they're paying. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Now, back when I was playing, like, if somebody get hurt, you, you use your, your B team, you know, yes. call up the you know, stud from there and yeah. shoot them into your lineup. No, exactly. Uh, I actually went to see a uh, one of these renegade leagues. Uh, a friend of mine from uh, I don't remember where he's from, but anyway, he was coming down. He he billets uh, these uh, these kids, and they're they're called the Rockhounds. Is the name of the, the team? Okay, and uh, from like north of Peterborough. And so they, they come down and, um, these kids are from like everywhere, Russia, England, the goalie, the goalie was like five foot four and he was from Colorado. Hmm. And these, these parents are paying like huge, huge money for them to come and they're billeting at his house. And I can't remember what he told me. It was, it was like 40 grand for them to come and uh, to play in this, this renegade league. And they were trying, they were calling it junior A. Yeah. So they were claiming it was, uh, it was junior Bad A. Level. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the game. Honestly, I think our junior C Cougars would wipe the floor with them. Like it wouldn't have even been close. But those parents can say that the kids are playing junior A. Though. They are playing junior A. They're coming from Slovakia to play. Like it was, and and the the fans were uh, the stands were packed with kids who were healthy scratches. Like there was also pain. Yes, there must have been ten kids in the stands that were healthy scratches for the the game. Like, it was just just crazy. Oh, there's so much. Uh... So many people are just, you know, taking advantage of the fact that their parents are going to do it, you know? Yeah. Whether it's training in the summer and fall. So, uh, so you got drafted, did you get drafted to Ottawa or how'd that work? Uh, you know what? Uh, when I was 16, 
I played uh, in the 16. I got drafted out of major band on double. I got drafted to, to the Hawks actually. Okay, so they in the fourth round. Yeah, so they did draft me, and then uh, so I went to camp. I was young. I was you know, so I was a defenseman, but I was skinny back then. Yeah, I grew into my body now, <laughs> but, but I was skinny back then. So I went to camp. You know, I ended up getting like one of the last cuts. But I, you know what? I should have been cut. I was I was too small and not fast enough at that age. And then I uh, I I played. But back then, once you got cut, you were released. So I played junior B that year in uh, Alexandria. Had a great year with your brother. Uh, yeah, my brother was there for half a year. He, he went back to junior C halfway through. So I played with like Jason Hall, Jason Hall, Luke Shomo, uh, Carl Kadzier. Was uh, uh, was. Um, Bougie there? Uh, yeah, Bougie. He drove me because I didn't have a license then, so he'd always pick me up. Bougie was the top scorer in the league. Yeah, Jason And Jason Hall was second. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Jason Hall led the league in penalty minutes. No. I think he had four, I think. Like Lady Bing. Yeah. <laughs> he won the Lady Bing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, you know, it was a great year. You know, I, I think uh, I was on the all-rookie team, or maybe the, uh, the, uh, might have been the all-star. I think it was the all-star. Maybe the first team all-star. And then... Uh, so I figured the next year, I was like, oh, okay, well, I can get redrafted at that point in time. So I, so my parents didn't go to the draft the first year. <laughs> I got drafted, was in Brockville. I got drafted in the fourth round. I went with another buddy. So the next year, I'm like, you know, you guys should go, you know, like <laughs> to the draft and get second drafted. So we went to it. It was in Nava. And I'm like, fuck, the first, like, couple of rounds are gone. I'm like, shit. I'm like, I'm not getting drafted, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Maybe I didn't have a good year, you know? So it was like, I don't know, fifth or sixth round. I'm like, oh screw this. My dad went, I'm like, screw this. We'll just go. So anyways, we got a call later that I got drafted in the 10th round oh, by the junior sense. So, you know, and I was like, fuck, 10th round. I'm like, here we go, you know. But I went there in camp and made the team. Good. Next thing in that, and then a month in, Hawksbury tries to trade for me. Oh. Coach calls me and he's like, look, I know this travels a lot, but uh, we want you here. But I'm going to tell you, Hawksbury's trying to get you. So I told him, like, no way. <laughs> so I traveled from BCI to, to Ottawa to for Ottawa. two years. Yeah. And we pumped them. Good. Yeah. And yeah, Alan was in that. Oh. Uh, Chancey played with you, Chancey Lajwa? Yeah, yeah. Chancey played the junior sense with me. He was actually my roommate in Ottawa. Okay. Did you know him before? Uh... Oh, yeah. Chancey and I are the same age, so we, we played uh, soccer against each other, even hockey. We ran in, like, summer leagues. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. So, who, who do you play soccer for, uh, Chancey? Well, back in the uh, yeah. the minor days, it was uh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, so, from uh, from junior hockey, then it was, uh, it was off to the... Uh, the NCAA, how do? Yeah, I, I, you know what? Uh, so I played three years in Ottawa. Yeah, and then uh, I seem to remember a story about you. Uh, the the night you found out that you got uh, your scholarship, you broke your arm. That's you know what? It was it was probably like uh, so the first two years. I I probably talked to I don't know fifty schools, like no joke, but. It was always like going through like financial packages, this and that. It was, you know, they're going through and I always said, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going down there if I have to play, pay a penny. Yeah. Because, you know, I just go play hockey at Canadian University up here, you know. Yeah. Because down there at schools, even back then, I think school was like 30 grand US a year. Yeah. So I was like, so then my third year at Ottawa, like this is after like, uh, like All Star. Like second year, I told my coach, I'm like, okay, first school that offers a full ride, I'm gonna take it. So in the training camp, you know, it was going good in training camp for me. After one of the one of the games, coach comes in, he's like, all right, 
my buddy's coach of RPI is here. He's going to offer you a full ride. Don't fuck him around. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. I don't even know what RPI stood for at this point in time. So anyways, they offered them. I'm like, accepted then. I'm looking up. I'm trying to look up. Where is this school? You know, <laughs> I have no idea. But I'm looking and I'm like, God, oh, you know, at that time they were ranked in the country and they got five of the top 10 scores in the ECAC. So, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up going, going to RPI. Yeah. The next, the next day, actually, Clarkson was calling. In the, you know what? Clarkson was a school I really did want to go yeah, to, like, because I knew yeah. where it was. Yeah, I used yeah. to watch him, but you know what? And then it, it worked out. It worked out well. So good. Uh, and did you break your arm that year? You know what? That's yeah. That's what I was gonna do. Like probably like a week later or two yeah. weeks later, I did break my arm. So thank God. I, uh, yes. And they honored it too. I never officially signed until they went down. Like they, you know, they were still they were still good and good. Signed, sealed, delivered for four years. Good, good. And uh, so, did you have to get in shape to, uh, to you get know, down there? You know what? I could probably say that I played to the fullest of my natural ability for the longest I could. Yeah. Without working out, what you know, my working out was usually, you know, playing ball hockey two nights a week and then, you know, drink five to ten beers after and then go, go pitch bales all the next day, you know, ten loads in the field for my dad. And then uh, and then the next day I'd be unloading those ten. Yeah. Well, the last thing I wanted to do was go to the gym after, you know, 30-degree heat and putting up a thousand bales. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably should have worked out. Usually what happened was, you know, like two or three weeks before the start of the camp down there, I would make myself run and basically kill myself on the County Road 10. Yeah. Huffing and puffing, but I always finished in the middle of the pack down there. Well, that's good. That's where you want to be. Yeah. You don't yeah. Want to stand yeah. No, I, I probably should have put in more. So any kids listening, you, you should work out. <laughs> And uh, I remember you eating quite a few uh, poutine dogs from... Uh, oh, that's just it. Like, you know, in the morning, usually we'd be unloading because it was cooler. And then we'd go to uh, the Patache Dad in Santa Jane and I'd have about, you know, three poutine dogs and poutine and, you know, just hammer fried food down and then go make, make hay in the afternoon and do the same thing over. Maybe go play ball hockey, a couple yeah. more beers. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know what, one time, so I was living... Uh, my grandparents' old house in Cunning Road, actually. And uh, it was, I don't know, like three weeks before I was supposed to head down to Detroit, where that's where RPI was. And uh, Corey Moe was living with me at this time. So my coach called, and I wasn't there, but but he didn't say that he was my coach. So Corey Moe answered, he's like, they're like, uh, so how's, uh, how's, the tra- how's the training coming along for him? Oh, that fat fuck, he ain't doing <laughs> shit. <laughs> So, so at the end of the conversation, he goes, well, just tell him uh, that his coach called. So I get back there. He's like, sorry, bud. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, your coach called. I thought it was one of your buddies. I'm like, ah, oh, great. Yeah, he probably suspected it before, but now he really knew. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, no, it's Corey mode for you. Yeah, thank you, Corey. Yeah. So once you got down there, what uh, what was it like? Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? The first year was, you know, it was an, it was an adjustment for me, like, you come from being a star in like a junior league to going down there and like everyone's a star. Yeah. And they don't work in the summer. Like these kids are just straight out like hockey, hockey. workouts. They're, yeah. they're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing where they're, you know, I, I, I liked working on the farm, you know, yeah. but these guys aren't, you know, they come from different backgrounds and stuff like that where, 
you know, they, they knew what they were doing. I remember going into a, one of the first uh, weightlifting uh, sessions we had. I'm like, I, I don't even know how to fucking do these exercises. I'm looking to my left and my right. I'm like, holy fuck. I don't even know how much weight to put on. Yeah. Like, no clue, you know? <laughs> Deadlifts and the squats. <laughs> yeah. Cleans. It was cleans, yeah. I think. Cleans. I, almost, I had so little weight on I almost took my teeth out, you know? <laughs> but you know, learn quick. And yeah. I learned I should probably put a little more work the next year. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, like a typical day for an NCAA uh, hockey player, what does, what does that look like? Or what did it look like when you were there? You know what? They, uh, they watch you pretty close. They're, they're paying you to go there and, you know, they're, uh, you have academic, uh, advisor meetings. You know, once you get there, you're not allowed on the ice because the NCAA rules. So you have dry land for like three straight weeks. We're doing plyos, running, like weightlift, you name it. Oh, yeah. Like I, I couldn't even sit down the next day. I was so sore. <laughs> I'm trying to hide it, you know, like. Oh yeah, and like, you know, they they keep you busy. You have one day off. Your Sundays are off. You're practicing every day, so you're going to school all day, at least four hours. Whether you have, it's usually two hour intervals where it's eight to ten, ten to twelve, and so on. Your practice is always four to six. Okay. And Mondays and Tuesdays are just killers. Like, especially if you lose on the weekend, you play your games Friday and Saturday, and if you lose, like it's oh. Sometimes no pucks, skating for two hours. Yeah. Like, that's the most skating that I've ever done. Yeah. Like, you are you are in top shape. There's no way you cannot be in top shape when you're there, no matter what you do. Yeah. Because they just force it on you, you know? Like, yeah. Where, you know, sometimes I look back, I'm like, I wonder what it would have been like if I, if I didn't have the hockey, you know? But now I'm thinking, I'm like, I'd probably be, you know, 500 pounds. <laughs> no, you eating and drinking all the time, but yeah. I, but I don't know if you know you had parties down there, but you made the most of it when you could do it. Yeah. So you know you, you see you know movies where there's frat parties, and there's you know there's definitely frat parties. Yeah. Yeah, and they're wild. Like it was, it was just eye opening to me. Any of the guys from up here uh, go down and visit? Oh parties, yeah, so. yeah. My buddies would come down, and they'd be like, you know, you go to a frat party. And there'd just be like, you know, like 30 cases of bush beer, like behind the bar. And then they're just, you know, giving it out. Like, it's not, you don't pay for it. You're just giving because they want to throw the biggest parties. So meanwhile, like they want to throw the biggest parties and then go down, you know, downtown to go to the bars. My partner's like, why the fuck would we ever leave? Here? You know, like, no way we're staying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so were you part of a frat or is it? No, no, we weren't allowed to, uh, to join any frats down there right. or, uh, you know, we basically were allowed to go before at home Saturday night, you know, because we, we'd have a game Friday night, Saturday night. Friday night, you'd have, you'd have curfew every night. Yeah. But not Saturday. Saturday, as long as we wanted, we didn't, like, make fools of ourselves on the ice on Saturday. Like, we'd be allowed to go. We made the most of it. Yeah. You know? uh, did you have um, big crowds down there? Or? Yeah. Back when, the, like, the four years that I was there, like, we had... Like three out of the four years, we had twenty plus win seasons, and that's very good for NCAA. I think we were ranked fifth in the country one year. Where you know fans, Troy's like a it's a small town atmosphere, like town where you have the diehard fans where they just you know they'll come out and support you. Yeah. So you have like I don't know three to five thousand a night. Good. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I went down to Cornell one time to watch Allen play. Yeah. And. Uh, they they were organized. Oh, they had the newspapers. Right? The beginning where they're they're announcing the other team's land. They they all hold oh. the newspapers and yeah. shake them. Yeah, and then they throw it at you. Like, yeah. It was just like it was I, nuts. I was I was so impressed. Like they were they were chanting like Allen. Oh, 
this, uh, yeah, yeah, some of you us, suck. Uh, yeah. it, you know, Union is our school down there. They throw, they throw fucking oranges at us on the ice, <laughs> like fucking full oranges. Like our goalie was hiding the nets. Oh. You know, and like back then, Union Union was brutal back then. Yeah, and we'd kill them every time. So uh, you know, bands would be playing. Like we'd bring our band there, and like like RPI, it's it's a pretty smart school. Like, yeah, uh, engineer. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we're called the engineers. I was not an engineer, but, I mean, I think we had, like, two or three of them on the team. But, like, smart school. But, you know, the band was there, so they'd play a song. They, great band. And they had their band. They'd stop, and they'd just point at our band. Nerds, 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 nerds. <laughs> like, just hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some Even Clarkson. Clarkson's got a great band, too. Like, yeah. just the atmosphere at a college game. If, if nobody's ever been to go see a college game, take the trip and go, uh, go to Clarkson or St. Lawrence. And, yeah. And just witness it with your kids, like it's amazing. It's still like that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they're playing this year. I haven't even been up on. Yeah, I know uh, all the uh, CIS game, games have been canceled. I don't think there's any CIS sports this year at all. Yeah, so, but when they're back up and going, you should recommend everyone should go watch a game, take a trip. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after school, you uh, you end up staying in the states, or yeah, after school, I actually. Uh, I got uh, I got married down there, had kids. Mm-hmm. Then I stayed down there. So I graduated in 02, and then I, uh, you know, took a job down there, and I ended up, I always wanted to raise the kids back here, so I did actually move back in 2009. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so you're working for an American company now? Uh, what exactly yeah. are you doing? Yeah. I, uh, I work for, like, a consulting firm in, the, in uh, like, Albany, New York, where a big... Uh, Big lobbying firms hire us to do their compliance work. Okay. So I, I, when I was in, when I lived in New York, I worked for the New York State Lobbying Commission, where it regulated the lobbying activity. So, like my old boss went private, and then like lobbying firms hire us. We're not lobbyists, but we do their compliance work. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's working out well. Yeah. Uh, I guess with the COVID, you haven't been going down there much or at all. But no. Uh, no. The, what's it like down there? Uh, you must be talking to friends and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. It's well, it's the election these days, right? Yeah. It's good. pretty interesting. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see how that turns out. Do you think Trump has a, ch- a chance now? Or? I personally think he's going to win again. You still think he's going to win? I still think he's going to You know, Last time, four years ago, he was not even going into the uh, election night. Yeah. None of the polls had it winning. No, none of the polls. I think a lot of people uh, said, uh, what the hell, we'll see. We'll, We'll see what happens. Can't be much worse than what we've uh, we've got, but uh, true. Um, I don't know. I think he shot himself in the foot. If it wasn't for the coronavirus, I mean, before coronavirus, uh, everything was was pretty good for him. The economy was good and and everything. But uh, he's also had uh, record highs in stock exchange. Yes, even what even during this. Yes. So uh, for the economy, for his own country, not 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 necessarily for Canada, for his own country. Yeah, uh, that's where that's where I like Trump. Uh, for his own country, I feel he's he's done a lot for 100%, the U.S. Hundred percent, hundred percent, much better than what we have up here in Canada with uh, Justin Trudeau, who only seems to care about other countries. Uh, and and you know what? And that's kind of my point with Trump. Like, he, obviously, Trump is Trump. Like, you can say some pretty stupid things. Pretty stupid things. Yeah. In, in every, in a, I don't say he doesn't. Yeah. But will he take care of his own country before handouts to other countries? Yes, he will. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So do you get to vote, or I, I do get to vote. I, I am I'm an American citizen. You're an American citizen. <laughs> yeah. So have you voted yet, or did you mail in your ballot? Or 
I'm not going to ask you who you voted for, but I uh, have voted. You have voted. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, my vote probably doesn't mean too much in New York State. Okay, <laughs> but I have voted. You have voted. Eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I voted a few years ago too. Yeah. So, oh, it, yeah, it is. You, you know what, though? I watched the uh, debate last night. and Better than the first one. Right? Yeah, I think Biden said uh, a few things in some swing states with the oil. I don't know. That's not going to help him. No. Lower the dependency on oil in those states. Woo. Let's see. Let's yeah. See. Well, uh, this has been pretty good for uh, for the first podcast. I, uh, I think we uh, we did all right. Yeah, we'll see. But, we'll, uh, see. we'll see how it goes. But anyway, I, I want to thank you and congratulations on your podcast. And yeah. I hope everything works out. Actually, we got one more thing. Oh, to do. oh, we? Forgot. we got one more thing to do. Uh, okay, you're a big, uh, big guy from the '80s and the '90s. I'm born in '78. So. Yeah, born in '78, and I know you're a big, uh, big fan of uh, '80s music, '90s music, uh, movies from the '80s and '90s. So I, I came up with some uh, trivia. You're a lot older than me, I don't forget. Right. <laughs> Uh, two years. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we got some. Uh, we got five categories here. We got uh, movies. Okay. Uh, Vancouver Kill. All right. Hockey nicknames. Okay. Uh, your former hockey teammates. Oh boy. And uh, '80s brands. <laughs> so, uh, so which one do you want to start with? Huh. Let's go with the teammates. Hockey teammates. Hockey teammates. <laughs> All right. Let's see how well you know your hockey teammates. Um, who was the top scorer on the Ottawa Junior Senators your final year? My final year? Yeah. Oof. Oof. My final year. I hope you get this right because I can't pronounce his name. Really? Yeah. My final year, right? Mm. Yeah. Christoph Wykowski? That's him. Oh. Cornell guy. Yeah, went to Cornell. Very smart. Yeah. Really young. Playing there, too. Yeah. So he was your your top scorer. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. Uh, You played with uh, Matt Matt Murley at RPI. I did. Yeah. So... uh, Four years with that beauty. (laughs) He was on Spin and Chicklets. Oh, I'm sure he was. (laughs) He's buddies with Witt. Yeah. For, uh, For whom did he play his final NHL games before heading to Europe? His final NHL games. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go into Limier. I'm going to say Phoenix. Phoenix is right. Yes. Yes. He played Phoenix before heading over. to. I think he was coached by Gretzky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's the only player to play with Lemieux. And coached by Gretzky. And Crosby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was on a, it was on a quiz. Actually, oh, okay. One of those quiz on the apps. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan Fridgen was your coach at RPI. Yeah, that was the guy. That, yeah. That's, who, that's who, the coach I was supposed to fuck around <laughs> and say yes to the scholarship. Uh, which NHL team did Dan play for? Hartford. Hartford Whalers. Yeah, a lot of pims. A lot of pims. He was a very feisty guy. Yeah. He took me aside one, one time and said it was very cerebral. Oh. Well, a cerebral player. That's a compliment. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure what it meant. It was a compliment at that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which former teammate was drafted by the St. Louis Blues? Which former teammate? Uh, Justin Papineau? That's correct. Justin yeah, Paps. Also young. Like, he was exceptional status, I think, back in the day. In the oh, world. okay. Like, he was like 14 playing the junior sentence. 14 or 15. Oh, really? And scoring like 30, 40 goals. Yep. Yeah. So no wonder he got drafted by St. Louis. Yep. 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 Uh, your former GM, Lou Nisico, played how many NHL games? And for which team? Ooh. Ooh. Leaping Lou. Leaping Lou. Ooh, I'm going to say... Oh, man. I don't know. 45? 
45. He actually only played three games. Three? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> for the Colorado Rockies. Oh, there yeah. you go. Did he have any pimps? Uh, I didn't check. Yeah, I bet you did. They probably had some pimps. He, he played in the WHA, right? So, yeah, Toronto Toros. Yeah. You could scrap him back yeah. in the day. All right. Uh, next category. What do you want? Uh, hockey nicknames, 80s brands, movies, or Vancouver Kill? Uh, let's go. Uh, hockey nicknames? Hockey nicknames. Okay. Uh, I'll say the nickname. You tell me who it is. All right. The Hammer. Oh, geez. The Hammer. I know. Greg, the Hammer Valentine. The Hammer for uh, 80s, 80s and 90s hockey. The Hammer. Hammerstrom? Nope. Dave Schultz. Dave's a Dave Schultz. the Hammer Schultz. Is that 70s or 80s? It must be 70s. Uh, early 80s. All right. Uh, the Hatchet Man. Man, this is going back. This is going back. Well, maybe. Dave? Dave the Hatchet or no? No. He's a goalie. Billy Smith. Billy Smith. Billy Smith, the Hatchet Man. There we go. Okay, uh, the Secretary of Defense. Lindstrom. No, Washington Capitals. No, oh. no helmet. Rod Langley. Rod Langley. That's right. All right, this one you get. Red light. Oh, Rasico. Andre Rasico. Yeah. All right. Montreal. And Montreal should still have him in there. <laughs> Probably do better. <laughs> Uh, the original little ball of hate. Brad Marchand has been called the little ball of hate by uh, the president, I think, uh, Obama a few years ago. But uh, this is the, the original. Episode. Yeah. Would it be like a little fireball or would it be like a little, little rap maybe? Or? Yeah. A little bit of both. Oh, man. Um, I think he played for the Rangers. Avery? Nope. Flurry? 80s and... Well, I was going to go Flurry. Uh, Pat Verbeek. Pad for Beak. Did he play for the Rangers? Or the Vancouver Canucks? I can't remember. I think he played for Hartford. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, hockey nicknames. Uh, we got movies, Vankley Kill, or 80s brands. You know what? You go with whatever you want to ask. Okay. Vankley Kill. <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay. Who once weighed in at 465 pounds at the Vankley Kill sale barn? Wow. What year? In the 80s. In the 80s? Yeah. can only be one. Earl Kwan? Earl Kwan is right. Yes, yeah. Earl Kwan. Possible. Yeah. Uh, what business was in the Vera Forchette building when we were kids? Oh, you know what? Um, I think Video Bite used to be in there at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, I think Heather Connors was running it. Yeah. Uh, Am I right there? Was it Heather or Susan? It was Susan. I can't remember. It was Susan. I don't know. Oh, uh, what else? Uh, that, that was that was only for a short period of time. Yeah, I know. Something else. Oh, you know what? Was it was it a computer store? Computer works. I bought a floppy floppy disk. In yeah, the, yeah. Computer go, works. Yeah, yeah. I bought on. Montezuma's Revenge. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yes, floppy one. disk game in there. Yeah. Yeah. Go in and buy a floppy disk there, and you copy. Yes. The for Scott Hepburn. There you go. Uh, what restaurant had a Saturday night Chinese buffet? Howdy's? Was it Howdy's? Close. Canals? Canals. <laughs> Just a little bit before. Yeah, yeah. Canals. Well, what was in between those two? Canals and... Shea Big Burger? Shea Big Burger. That's I, right. I know my you, fucking restaurants. You know your restaurants in town, yeah. Okay, uh, if you wore yellow in the Vantlekill Minor Softball League, which two teams could you have been on? Oh, yellow. Yellow. Always yellow. See, I only remember Baby Blue. What, was that Starcraft Farms? Starcraft Farms, man. Yeah. Well... 
He must have seen some of the teams yeah. he played. I didn't, so I didn't pay attention yeah, to any other team. Wait, wait, wait. Let me try and guess here. Yeah. They were both clubs. Vectical Gun Club? No, they were a, they were usually a black club. Shit. Uh, Lions Club. The Lions Club yes. and the... Oh, man. Another club. Another club. Uh, Knights of Columbus? The Optimus Club. The Optimus Club. Yeah, they were both... Uh, okay, last question on Vanquish Kill. Uh, which Vanquish hooligan once hid from the cops on the top of the water tower when we were kids? Huh. Is he your age? A little bit older than me. Rodney McLeod's age. Rodney McLeod? Oh, jeez. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Chris Aaron. I was, you know what? Was, <laughs> when you said hooligan, I was going to go less hats. I, so I, you pulled some pranks back in the day. You did. A I classic pranks. I do, I do hope to have less on the, the podcast uh, to talk about the Birdman pranks that, yes. he, that he pulled. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's again a topic for another uh, podcast. Let's go uh, with movies now. Okay. Okay. Uh, which two Back to the Future characters saw their actors change for Back to the Future Part 2? So two of the characters were played by different actors. Two of the characters in Back to the Future 2 were different from the first one. Really? Yeah. Must have been the girlfriend. The girlfriend was one. Elizabeth Shue uh, replaced Claudia Wells. And the second one was a main character. Biff? Nope. The mother? Hmm. Back to the Future 2? Yeah. Really? George McFly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Jerry Wiseman replaced uh, Crispin Glover. I make my kids watch that trilogy. Yeah. It's, it's, it is one of the best trilogies. It was. It was. That's why uh, Chris, um, one of the only episodes or only scenes with um, with George McFly entities upside down. Okay. Uh, in the future there. And that's so you won't notice that he's uh, he's a different actor. Huh. I learn something new every day. You do. Let's come on the Screaming Beaver podcast. That's learn, it. Learn new things. <laughs> what movie was Lieutenant Pete Mitchell a character in? Oh, there's a remake. There's a sequel coming out. Isn't there? Oh, that's yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun. You call sign. Well, uh, Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My favorite movie of all time. You're bringing Goosebumps. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <all right. laughs> uh, what film ser- series follows the life of a young wife of a French diplomat living in Bangkok? French French movie. Okay. What? What film series yeah. follows the life yeah. of a young wife of a French diplomat living in Bangkok? This is something you may have watched at 11.35 on uh, on Channel 35. Is it Emmanuel? <laughs> it is Emmanuel. Hey, Emmanuel, five or something? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Um, Usually people only tune into that for five to ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show that was. <laughs> Uh, what 80s hit was the highest grossing Canadian made movie until 2002? What? 80s hit. 80s hit. It was a comedy. Was the highest grossing Canadian made movie until 2002? Wow. Canadian made movie. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Uh, I think you've shown your kids this. Oh, I've shown my kids a lot. Canadian movie, though. Canadian movie was... It inspired a lot of good movies, like the American Pie series. It would have inspired... Canadian. It took place in the Everglades, Florida. Really? Yeah. Man, I don't know if I know this. Are you? 
You know, I probably know it, but Porky's. I didn't know it was Canadian made. Yeah, Porky's until 2002, until a big. Fat That's Canadian made. It is until a big fat Greek wedding came along and uh, wow, and broke its record. No, nope. uh, Lori Lachlan, Rebecca from Full House, played Crew Jones's love interest in which 80s film? Crew Jones. Uh, crew, crew. Crew Jones is the uh, character's name. Yeah. Is it, is it rad? It is rad. Okay. Yes. You got me with crew. Yes. Uh, okay. So last but not least, uh, 80s brands. Okay. Okay. Uh, this Canadian tie-dye brand was big in the early 90s. Canadian tie-dye. Canadian tie-dye. Yeah. What, what brand? I'm going to go French here. I don't know. Varnay. <laughs> That's actually the answer to the next question. <laughs> it was uh, chip and pepper wetware. Okay. Um, uh, my next question. Varnay. What is it though? <laughs> what French company was famous for their long sleeve uh, t-shirts? There you go. Varnay print. Uh, okay. Converse dominated the sweatpant market in the mid 80s. Yeah. What knockoff brand was sold at Giant Tiger? Converted. That's correct. Right. <laughs> uh, Sweet pants, man. <laughs> Uh, what color, make, and model of car did John Don Johnson drive in Miami Vice? You know why? That's a show I never, I never watched. Never watched. But that, uh, man, Miami, colorful, red it was not red. It was white. There you go. A white, white, iconic '80s sports car. Corvette. Uh, Ferrari Testarossa. Oh, that's yeah. That's <laughs> Okay, what kind of jackets did the Hawksbury gang the fresh wear? Oh, starter. That's right. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the fresh? Oh, yeah. I yeah. keep telling my kids they wear their hats a little. I'm like, yeah. what are you in the fresh? Man? <laughs> right. I had a starter jacket oh, back in the day. Yeah. I had a San Jose Sharks one. What's the deal with kids and their hats and they leave the, the tags on them? Like nah, the stickers. Why, what, what's up with that? I make my kids stick them on. But, but why do they do that? What's the, what's the point? Yeah. No idea. You got me. I'm going to have to have Owen and like Tucker or somebody on the podcast and we'll talk about all these things. Yes, for sure. <laughs> all right. I think that's it. We'll wrap it up. I okay. don't know how long we uh, we managed to go here. Well, we're... you can cut parts with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're over an hour. So yeah, that's pretty that's... good for the first one. Oh, that's good. Anyway, thanks a lot, Hamish. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. I hope, yeah. uh, hope everything works out for you. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.